Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Welcome, welcome. If you are new here, my prayer is that you will soon realize by personal experience that it is not random that you are here, that you are actually led here, and that you can hear and receive from God here. Now, if you've been hanging for a minute, there's actually thousands of you. I can see you, (laughs) even if you don't leave a comment, which is truly beautiful and truly God. And what I want to offer, and I'm saying this from a place of humility, but this podcast is a ministry. It is an act of service. It is sacrifice. It is consecration. It is discipline. It is determination. It is a desire to break down really complex ideas so that you can apply wisdom in your life. It is a mission to get to the root of heart issues because out of your heart flow all of the issues of life so that you might step into freedom, wholeness, and the abundant life that God has for you because it's happening now. (laughs) And I want you to actually have and enjoy your life and be a part of, of serving you in that way. So if you are here I want to invite you to show honor. It doesn't cost you anything to go to Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars, and leave a review. If you have been touched by God through this podcast or anything that has been shared here, I ask, I make this humble request to rate it five stars and leave a review. Why, you might ask? Well, because this is how I actually do know that you specifically are here. And it's also a way that this podcast actually gets to more houses, to more homes, and to more hearts so that that true impact can be made and you can be a part of that. So it would be my greatest appreciation to you if you would do that. And I also give you a free gift when you do that. You will not be left empty-handed. You will find that here. Once you do that, when you rate it five stars and you leave a review, you can go to julianapage.com slash podcast, or just go to julianapage.com and click on the podcast tab, and you will see a section where you can put your name and your email so that I can send you over a free gift, which happens to be the God's Vibes Matter devotional. This is a 30-day devotional about really deepening your intimacy and your connection with God. God. So that would be what I will send your way when you leave that review. So thank you. Thank you in advance for doing that. Take some time right now just to do it. Go to Apple Podcasts. You can see it. If you have an iPhone, you'll see it just come up as an app on your phone, but you can search for it. Search for the podcast app. It's like a purplish color. And then you can actually go to God's Vibes. You can scroll a little bit and you'll see a way to rate it five stars and leave a review. At this point, we should have thousands of views in my, or thousands of reviews in my opinion. So I would be so honored if you would do that. Thank you, thank you. And today we are gonna go into a really powerful message. I'm gonna do my best to share it the way God has given it to me. We'll see how we do, but it is my every intention to bless you with this content today. Before I do, I wanna let you know about two things. One, we have a challenge coming up next week. It's gonna be a three-day challenge. It's called Master Your Emotions, okay? Master Your Emotions. I'll put a link to it so you can RSVP in the show notes, but you wanna make sure that you get in there. Emotions are quite literally energy that we're putting into motion or not. (laughs) As you know, there's emotions that weigh us down, that literally wreak havoc on our influence and our ability to really show up and do what we're called to do. 
And when we're operating in the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy, right? And really building from those things, we have a whole different energy level entirely. But it's imperative that we learn how to master our emotions. So we're going to give you really practical tools and strategies to help you because this is an area that we don't really get training in and we suffer because of that. So get in the room. It's called Master Your Emotions. It's a three-day challenge, which will be next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay. If you're not on the God's Vibes Insider list, that is actually my email list where I send you weekly inspo and I keep you informed of all the things, you can just go to julianapage.com, get a free audio training and get on that list. And that's a great way to know that you will always be informed on the things. Okay. Another way to get involved, get plugged into Courage Co. It's www.courageco.org. That's actually where we host every sort of event, masterclass, prayer call, small group, it's all there. So go to www.courageco.org to get plugged in as well. And then the other thing that you absolutely don't want to miss out on, we are opening enrollment next week for the God's Vibes Mastermind, okay? That means that you have an opportunity to get plugged into this next round of the Mastermind. What you can do right now is apply. Okay, by applying, you do have an opportunity to win a scholarship, okay? But by applying, that's also how you can get early access. So we'll make sure to follow up with those that apply first before opening it up to everybody publicly next week. So if you haven't applied, go to courageco.org, www.courageco.org, and then click on the apply for the mastermind. And once you get into that space, you'll see a link to apply. Okay, and you want to complete that link. That's how we actually get a submission directly from you to make sure that we are able to follow up with you. So make sure that you apply for the God's Vibes Mastermind. Quick plot points on what this is. It is a three-month program that is really an accelerator, okay? (laughs) Because when you really get rooted and grounded in God, he accelerates your life, I promise you, okay? So there are actually four different modules that you'll go through over three months so that you can actually really take your time with the content and absorb it so that you can integrate it into your life and really apply it, okay? You really need to live into your, your new wonderful new that God has for you. You've got to live into your transformation. You've got to live into your change, okay? And so in this mastermind, that is something that we are walking with you to do. There's modules on identity and really helping you establish a firm foundation in God in your life, right? We, we really do suffer when we don't know who we are. There's a section on walking into your authority. There's a section on co-laboring with God and then also maximizing your influence, okay? So this is all about building what I have coined as spirit-driven success. There's a spirit-driven success process and a spirit-driven success method, and this is different. This is about building your entire life on God, every single area. You truly keep God first and you orbit around him, and we're just not really trained in how to do this, and I believe that it's really Holy Spirit boot camp if I'm honest, okay? I can give you tools, but Holy Spirit is really gonna be the one that moves you into action, okay? And it makes a big difference when you're surrounded by a sacred community. You're getting weekly live coaching. You actually get access to the mastermind for an entire year. So you get coaching for an entire year. You get to process this content for an entire year. 
you get so many bonuses. You get two courses. You get a declaration deck. I will personally send that to you. You also get the uh, 35, over 35 different journal prompts are in there. There's meditations that are in there. Meditating on the word, that's a little bit different than some meditation that folks are familiar with. And any bonus that we do, so actually all the trainings and masterclasses that we do, you get access to all of them. So you get those on demand and you get to be a part of any upcoming masterclass or challenge that we do for free, just as a bonus for being in the mastermind. So you get a lot of content, but it all builds on each other and it's supplemental to your commitment and the work that you're doing in there. So apply. I promise you it is something that will bless your life. You're probably hearing some of that from folks as we're doing interviews and you're hearing it from their mouth, not mine. So make sure that you at least apply and give yourself this gift to experience what God has for you. Okay. www.courageco.org. All right, let's dive into the message. So these, this past weekend, I spent over 16 hours, (laughs) over 16 hours Gaining new information, because here's what I know. Without vision, the people perish, and people suffer for lack of knowledge. And I am aware of this, because I have lived this. I know this by personal experience. I know, and this isn't for you know, empathy, but I know what it's like to not have people invest in you. I know what it's like to not be trained up in the way you should go. I know what it's like to not be led, guided, supported, covered. I know what it is like to be on your own, just figuring it out and hoping for the best, really suffering from massive anxiety and fear, yet still showing up and acting like you're good and you're not. You're not good. And the worst part, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And nobody will care until you care. And that was a huge leap to make, right? To, to start actually deciding, well, if, if nobody else cares for me, well, I'm going to care for me. If nobody else showed up for me, I'm going to show up for me. If nobody else is willing to, to really teach me these things, I'm going to learn these things, okay? I'm going to learn how to communicate. I'm going to learn how to manage my emotions. I'm going to learn how to be a powerful human. I'm going to learn how to impact people for good. I'm going to learn how to not project my issues onto people. I'm going to learn how to heal my heart. Whatever it takes until it takes, I'm going to learn, okay? Because I've been suffering and suffering silently and I've been in hiding and I can't live that way anymore. So if you personally know what that's like as well, this message is definitely going to go out to you today. But I was at a an event and it was all about getting more knowledge so I can be even more effective in what I do because I believe that coaches need coaches. I believe that coaches constantly need to be learning and growing and getting and really being held accountable to the work that they're doing. I believe in having morals and standards and showing up with excellence. I believe in making sure that you have a lot of accountability around you and mentorship so that you can make sure that your heart is right and that you're managing your mind and that you are in a healthy place to be serving other people. So I constantly in doing this, I have at least four more things on the calendar just in the next two months, to be honest with you. So this is what I'm constantly doing, right? And it's one of those things that is scary in the beginning to actually step out and invest in yourself, but then it actually is something that becomes necessary. 
okay? And the way I see it, I have a lot of ground to make up, (laughs) right? When you didn't have all these tools and training, you have a lot of ground to make up just to have a firm foundation, and then you got to build, all right? So I don't believe that you can really do that without God, and it becomes different when you're doing things with God. So I believe that we desire as humans, right? Like we desire to make real change in our life. Everybody does, right? Nobody's waking up saying, oh yeah, I'm so amped that I'm depressed today. Or, oh yay, I love going to this job that I don't feel called to be at and I'm just getting that paycheck, right? Or nobody likes that. Like people literally believe that there is more for their lives and they genuinely want it, okay? But the interesting thing is, even at this event, okay, hundreds of people there on day one. Day two, yo, like a fourth of the people were there. And that, visually speaking, is what often happens, right? People say they want something, but the closer and closer they get to getting it, the more people bail out. What's happening there, right? We say that we want change. We say that we desperately need a certain outcome in our life, but then when we get to a place of actually accessing it, we don't. What is that about, right? So here here are, are two things that I'll tell you that that's about. Number one, we are trained to be very aware of what it is that we don't want. I don't want this. This is scary. This is this thing. This is this. And we're told We're taught to make excuses about our life and give all these things that we don't want airtime. And we are more familiar with who we're not and who we can't be than who we actually are and can become. So let me break this down. So when we have an opportunity to grow into something, to stretch, what starts to happen is we're like, you know, we get all this emotion on the inside of us. We get all choked up. We start to think, well, I can't do that. I don't have money to do that. I don't think I got the time to do that. I don't think I got the schedule to do that. I don't see how that's going to work. You are more familiar with what your story has been and what you can't do than what you can do, right? You are more familiar with who you can't be than who you can become. And unless you start exposing yourself to who you can actually become, and get the skills that you need to become that person because you gotta train him or her, unless you do that, you will always fall back into who you're not. Always, every time, because you have to become the new person. So I I think about this like we are all new creations, right? We are made new in Christ. Okay, but we are all a new creation figuring out how we live this new creation lifestyle. That doesn't just happen. Like that is something that you grow into. Like our first job when we truly give our life over to the Lord is to grow up, (laughs) to grow and mature in Christ. And there are levels to that, right? And if we don't grow up, if we don't do the work, you might be saved, but you're definitely not walking out your salvation. Okay? So the two things that we need, we actually need skills and we need knowledge and we need understanding. Why? Because we suffer without it. And when we start exposing ourselves to resources and skills that we actually do need, and often God leads you straight to them when you pray for it, right? It's just, will you show up for it? God will answer your prayer, but will you walk through the door 
that's something different, right? So we actually do need skills and knowledge and information. One, two, we need accountability. We need a system. We need a process. We need a structure. Why? Because emotions lie to you. The Bible says it this way. The end of a thing is far greater than the beginning. Why? Because at the beginning, we're like, woo, I'm so excited. This is so fun. I love all this new information. Yay. You go back home, you're like, OMG. What starts bubbling up? Fear, doubt, insecurity, anxiety, imposter syndrome. All of those things start bubbling up and you're like, "Mm, nope, not for me. So this is what happens. People go to events like this and the percentages of people that actually apply it and get the breakthroughs is staggering. It's something like, I believe it's less than 40%. That's wild to me, <laughs> right? You you get exposed to exactly what you need. And if you just apply it, you'll have that transformation. But we don't apply it. So the two things that we need to not fall back into who we are not, right? Two things that we need. We've got to start thinking outside of who we're not. So we need new knowledge. We need new skills. It's not fair to say that you can't do something if you've never tried it. You have to give yourself this permission to be a beginner. And for an entrepreneur, that is the journey. You could have like 23 plus years of experience in the world in your career. Yet when you're an entrepreneur, you still have to be willing to be a baby and start all over. That's not to say that you didn't gain a ton of wisdom and life experience and skills in those 23 plus years prior, but you still have to be willing to not know things and start over and be a beginner when you're an entrepreneur. So that's just an example, but you've got to start being able to think outside of who you're not. Some of that too might even be getting skills to renew your mind or getting skills to, if we're talking about an entrepreneur, how to bring your ideas into reality, how to share your message, how to sell, how to market, how to create systems and and structures and offers that can bless people and help people, right? Like that, that is all skills. All of that are skills, right? And you have to learn those if you've never done those things before. But if you don't start learning these new skills, you'll turn into your old self every time. So you've got to become this new person. So one, you need the skills and knowledge. Two, you need the accountability and the structure. I believe that that vehicle personally is coaching. All right. I'm somebody for sure who has been, who has self-sought <laughs> so many different mentors, leaders, coaches, therapists, spiritual advisors, programs, trainings, conferences, whatever I could get my hands on, quite honestly. And it's different now when you're led by God, because when you know you're led by God, it's literally an answered prayer and it's what you can actually process and digest, apply to your life. So that would be the difference than when I was doing it without him, (laughs) right? But I know that coaching is a vehicle. I know it. I have no doubt in my mind. I believe that God is our master coach. He coaches us through everything in life, right? Holy Spirit is a pivotal person. And I'm going to talk about that in a second here. But that is such a powerful vehicle, right? When you do things under the anointing, when you do things under the inspiration of the Spirit, when you do things in the power of God, not your own might, strength, or logic, different outcomes, okay? So I just want to encourage you, if you've been stuck, you will keep being stuck 
I wish I could tell you that that would be different, but you would keep being stuck if you just go after information only and not transformation. You, you can become an information junkie. I say you can't self-help your way, right? All you do is you just try to consume, 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 and then the more you consume, the less you think you know, and then you try to go get more, and then what action have you actually taken towards a goal, towards a dream, towards a desire? You got the information, but if you didn't apply it, you might as well not have gotten the information because what you get access to, you are now responsible for. There's a weightiness to it, okay? So denying that you need knowledge is keeping you stuck. Not creating support in your life that you need is keeping you stuck. But you don't have to keep choosing that and you don't have to keep just seeking information. Make sure that you are actually going for your transformation. You actually have to become and live into growth. It does not just happen, all right? So I have an example of this. We were able to listen to a soundbite from Steve Harvey, and it's so, so powerful. It reminded me, back in the day, I was humbled. And I was working in the hotel industry, which did not make sense to me at all. I had crazy hours, like 4.30 p.m. to 1 in the morning, which is not how I'm wired. I had to motivate people who are not motivated, who are not getting paid well, who don't even want to listen to you. Yet, I decided to show up to that like I was being paid (laughs) a seven-figure income and that I was going to have a massive change on people's lives. And I would bring videos in to get them started and motivated and get their mindset in the right place. I would energize them and train. And I was terrified of speaking and being in front of people. And I was a head trainer. It was wild. I had no idea. It felt like a joke. I'm like, how am I even here? But I'm going to show up and give it my best. And I don't care if people don't want to be there. I don't care if they don't want to listen. I don't care if they think I'm nuts. I'm going to pour my heart into this and I'm going to make sure that I'm sowing these seeds because that's what I can do. Okay. And it didn't matter where I was. I was going to be faithful to where I was and where God had me because he could trust me. That was my mission. Okay. So I would always bring videos in, right? It's when you want it so, so bad, right? That, that you can't breathe then you'll be successful. That was one of the videos. It was a little soundbite from it, but this video reminded me of it. So Steve Harvey shares in like a six minute soundbite that every successful person has to jump. Okay. And his version of this is amazing because he's in like a flow. Okay. But I'll give you essentially what he, I'll give you some of the bullet points. All right. So he's saying that We are all endowed with gifts, okay? The way the Bible says it is that God has hidden treasure in earthly vessels, okay? There's treasure on the inside of you. There are gifts, talents, and abilities that God has given you, okay? And every good and perfect gift is from above. Everything you have is from God, okay? So there's hidden treasure in you, all right? And every successful person has to start discovering what that is and discover their gift. And so he was going on to say, you know, some people cook fried chicken (laughs) better than anybody in the world. Some people are able to listen 
and truly hold space for others. Some people are able to communicate. Some people are able to teach or to train. Some people are able to really nurture others. But exploring what your gift is, it's not just painting and singing and dancing, right? There's so many gifts that God has actually hidden on the inside of you. And it's on you to actually start discovering what those things are. Okay, nobody really, nobody can do that for you, right? People can inspire you, but and people can motivate you, but nobody can help you start deploying your gifts. Okay, you've actually got to seek how you can do that. And you've actually got to start asking for help and putting structure around that, right? Because a, a coach, for example, will accelerate you. <laughs> they will fast track you. I like to say they fast track you into your limitless life. They show you all the limits, right? They're not there to be your friend, quite honestly. They're there to confront you in love and help you see what you're, you're not looking at, okay? And hold you accountable to God's will for your life and the highest good for your life. You still have to choose it though. You still have to use your gifts, okay? They can tell you what they are. <laughs> they can remind you of where they are. They can draw out the gold in you, but you still got to operate in it, okay? And they'll hold you to it too when you find the right coach. Now, <laughs> what he is saying is, and the visual that I love, because I have just experienced this personally, is he, he, he gives you an example of being on a cliff, okay? And you're standing on this cliff, and you're admiring all of these other people just soaring. And you're like, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I could, I could have what they have, right? So you're admiring them from a distance and you crave this more in your life. But what you don't realize is that every successful person has had to jump. They've had to jump off this cliff, right? We're all wearing parachutes, okay? They've had to jump off this cliff before they could start storing. Now, he also is very clear to highlight that when you jump off this cliff and you have this parachute on, that parachute does not actually start, start. I mean, it doesn't just launch automatically. There's a period of time before that parachute actually becomes a parachute, <laughs> right? So you're kind of just suspended in the air and you don't know if you have a parachute, Okay. And then what inevitably happens is, is you do skid your knees on some rocks and you tumble and you crash and you have the inevitable happen. But eventually there will come a point where you will soar and God will fulfill his promise. He will always hold you up. Okay. And the example he shares is that God has always held you up. How do you know? Because you're still here and he is still holding you up and he will get you through everything. And if you're not through something, he is in the process of getting you through that thing. But what you have to decide is if you're going to play it safe, because you can do that. You can play it safe your whole life and not get skin, knees and bruises and all the things and just stand there and watch everybody else soar. Or you can jump. And you can experience firsthand God holding you up and bringing you straight into the good plans and purposes that he has for your life. And it will be the ride of your life. But nobody can do that for you. God came that you might have life in abundance to the full until it overflows. And you owe it to yourself to jump into that. 
and to experience that for yourself and not just watch other people do it, but you do it. Because if you play it safe, what does that say at the end of your life? I wish I would have. What kind of investment did you give back to your creator? What were you capable of but never found out? You never discovered. And the reality is, people would say, from an earthly perspective, well, I have bills to pay. (laughs) I have real needs. I have real fears. But the truth is, you got that on either side. You got that when you're standing on the cliff and when you're soaring. But who are you going to trust? Right? So let's say that, you know, soaring is you being an entrepreneur and really deploying your gifts in the marketplace. You got bills when you're working at a job and you think you're safe there, but you could be fired any day, even after being faithful for years. You can be fired on the spot. Doesn't matter how loyal you were, how excellent you were, how great of a job you did, you can still be fired on the spot. Why? Oh, it's a business decision. That could happen. And you think you're good, but you never deployed your gifts. Now what? Get ready. And stay ready so you don't have to get ready. So that if a moment like that happened, now you just know deploy your gifts in a greater way. And watch God hold you up. Watch God hold you up. So will you jump? Will you jump? That's the question I have for you today. Will you jump? You know what that jump is. Will you do it? Will you give yourself that gift? Will you get the skills and knowledge that you need? Will you seek it out? Will you invest in that? Because you're worthy of that investment. And it's not a luxury, by the way. It is actually a necessity. Why? My people suffer for lack of knowledge and without vision, they perish. They literally die. You don't want to die a slow death every day. God has way more for you than that. And he could be bringing answers to you all the time, but you have to do something about it. God is faithful and he will hold you up. And he will give you what it is that you need. Right? He supplies every need liberally. You shall lack nothing. But be it unto you according to your faith. What do you have more faith in? What you don't want? Who you're not and who you can't be? Or who you can become and what God says and what he has for you? That's a jump. And it's really important that you get skills and you get the right people around you and you get the right coaching because the enemy don't play. He's dirty and he hits hard, right? The minute you make a decision to jump, guess what he's going to do? Bring all the fears, bring all the anxiety, bring all the distractions, make you question everything. But when you start growing up in God, what do you have? Authority, knowledge, skills, power, boldness, courage. It's serious stuff. We act like it's not, and we suffer because of that. Serious stuff. Okay, so I just wanted to give you that visual of flying with this parachute. That parachute doesn't deploy immediately. (laughs) You're suspended in the air, and you start hitting stuff. And that's true, right? We think something's going to look some way, and it doesn't look that way at all. We thought it would happen sooner than it does. But eventually, the promise is fulfilled. You got to stay the course, though. You got to jump and you got to stay the course. And it's so important that you've got the right support around you for that process because it ain't no joke. And most people give up. One, most people don't even take the action to jump. Two, 
Other people jump, and the minute they scrape their knee, they're done. But it takes more than that. It takes more than that. I shared on social media. I don't know if you guys follow me over there. (laughs) Share some good nuggets over there, though. It's at Miss MS Juliana Page for those that want to start following. But I shared diligent. You want to hear some antonyms for diligent? Because the willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land, right? But we've got to be diligent. So here's some antonyms for diligent. Careless, disinterested, idle, ignorant, inactive, inattentive, lazy, neglectful, thoughtless, tired. Right? You tired, uncareful, unconcerned, unenthusiastic, like zero energy, no passion, unscrupulous, weary, indifferent, lethargic, and negligent. Yeah. (laughs) What? Owie. Owie. Right? Like just looking at these, like what gifts are you being negligent with? What has God given you that you're not even accessing and putting to use? Are you tired? Are you weary? Are you idle? We can pray for diligence. God, help me to be disciplined. Help me to be diligent. Help me to be excellent. Help me to be a good steward over everything that you put into my possession. Relationships, finances, businesses, career, jobs, health. Check your heart here. You can activate your prayer life. Our fire usually comes from our prayer life. We fan that flame within us, right? We're meditating on the word of God and we're activating our prayer life. Surround yourself with the right skill sets and accountability. It says in Hebrews 6.12, We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor. Check that. Laziness ends in forced labor. Unless you start developing yourself, you're going to have to work for people that have. (sighs) Heavy. But here's why. This, the Bible, (laughs) it's protection and it leads to freedom. And what I don't want to be steward over is people that take no action because there's no transformation there, right? So particularly people that work with me one-on-one, definitely folks in the mastermind, they do the work. (laughs) They take action. Because I'm not one of those coaches that's agreeable, that just listens to you, that lets you just be enabled to do things that destroy you, that gets to just be moving by blind faith. Faith with God isn't blind. He gives you clear direction. And there is a part that we play in partnering with God. We have action to take. So the community over in Courage Go, the deeper you get, once you actually make an investment, you finally start taking action. When you just start consuming information, you become a consumer. You're here to be a creator, actually, though. So getting into action is where it's at. And I don't want an inactive community. I don't want to lead people into inaction And all of those antonyms. I ain't serving you if I'm doing that. No way. You ain't going to find that here, right? You're going to work, but you're going to be supported and you're going to have freedom and wholeness like never before. What is that worth to you? Just think about it.
Okay, so hopefully that visual <laughs> inspires you, but I'm gonna give you a tool and a breakdown here that makes this journey totally different. Because in the world, this feels impossible. But with God, right, all things become possible. Why? Because we rely on him. We rely on the spirit. So I'm going to break down a little bit about what it looks like when you rely on the spirit. So you have something tangible to walk away with today. And you have an action item to put into place. Okay? So when we're relying on the spirit, it's really, I mean, some people can describe experiencing the Holy Spirit as suddenly becoming aware of his presence or having felt the wind, right? But most believers don't know how to soar. They don't know how to ride the wind, ride the wave, right? Think of um, surfing. (laughs) You can get pummeled by the waves or you can learn to ride them and surf them, right? So many people are just floating along in the harbor of life with their spiritual sails down, so to speak, or trying to propel themselves forward by blowing into them. But these futile attempts to sail mirror the absurdity of trying to live this life of a believer apart from the power of the Spirit. We cannot live a supernatural life without the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot fulfill the destiny, the ordained life that God has for us without God. How are we going to do that? We just can't. It's not going to happen. So in addition to our own spiritual walk, To successfully chart a course through the shifting tides of life and open waters of leadership, whatever leader we find ourselves to be, right? If you're a parent, if you're a son, a daughter, a sister, a brother, a, a manager, a CEO, an entrepreneur, you're a leader. We must be propelled by the Spirit. This requires us to understand who the Spirit is, what He does, and how we can position our sails to be controlled and led by Him. And this begins by understanding and affirming some foundational truths about His nature and His work. Okay? So Scripture teaches us that there's one true and living God who exists in three persons. He's an actual person. Not just one, though. Three. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is fully God, identical in essence and eternal in nature. It tells us that in Hebrews 9.14. He is equated with the Father and the Son and actively participates in the divine work of salvation. So while commonly misunderstood as some impersonal force or a mysterious power of some kind, the Spirit is actually a distinct person of the triune God. And as a believer, we are actually converted by the work of the Spirit. Our salvation is permanently sealed by the Spirit. And the Spirit of God, check this, dwells inside of you. I love saying we're not out here searching for God. God can't get any closer than living on the inside of you. We are sanctified by the Spirit, right? We can't just personally develop on our own. We are sanctified by the Spirit, gifted by the Spirit, and empowered by the Spirit. You can't take credit for anything you do well. It is the Spirit of God. In other words, there is nothing God does in our lives that is not accomplished by His Spirit, okay? Yet... (laughs) 
(laughs) Despite his divine nature and comprehensive role, the person and work of the Spirit are often neglected because many people lack a biblical understanding of his nature and role. And it is a sad reality for many believers, but it is a tragedy for those called especially to ministry and leadership. Okay? Ignoring the Spirit not only cripples our walk, it disables our work. Hear it. Ignoring the Spirit of God not only cripples our walk, it disables our work. (laughs) When you walk according to the Spirit, you will not fulfill the the lust of the flesh. But when we don't, we cripple our walk. Spurgeon says this, To us as ministers, the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential. Apart from the Spirit, our work for God will be an empty attempt to manufacture spiritual results through our own futile efforts. Yikes, right? We pursue our calling. When we do this, we must learn what it means to walk in the Spirit and depend on Him. We are designed as humans not to operate independent from God, but to depend on him. So there's going to be four aspects of how Holy Spirit ministers to us that I'm going to walk us through so you can start paying attention to this. Okay, these are essential building blocks for your life, for your leadership, for your influence. So the first one, one of my favorites is that Holy Spirit is our companion. Okay, So hours before his crucifixion, Jesus told his disciples that his death and departure were imminent. But as he prepared to leave them, he assured them that he would not leave them alone. Jesus promised that God would send another helper like him to be with you forever. The comfort of the Spirit's eternal companionship was reinforced through the assurance of the personal and abiding nature of his presence. He remains with you and will be in you. And because of the Spirit's indwelling nature and his divine power and universal presence, Jesus explained to his disciples that it was beneficial for him to depart and send the Spirit. So when Jesus ascended into heaven, he fulfilled his promise and sent the Holy Spirit to reside in and among his people. So now... When we trust in Christ, we are not only assured that we will dwell with him eternally, but he also assures us that he will dwell in us personally. As a result, the spirit of God is our companion in life and for the work that we do. It's his abiding presence that reassures us with some important truths that bolster our faith and strengthen our confidence in all we think, say, and do. So first, as we pursue our calling, we can be certain that the Spirit walks with us. Throughout our life, we have God's promise that we are not alone. The Spirit is our trustworthy traveling companion who reassures us of his divine presence. Just as God encouraged Joshua in his preparation to inherit the promised land, we can be strong and courageous because we have the Spirit as our divine guide who walks behind us, beside us and before us. We're told this in Deuteronomy 31.8. His presence is essential because it can be terrifying to do some of the things that he asks us to do. And those things are often lonely, right? 
as a believer, we're often led to pioneer things, <laughs> which means it doesn't exist yet, which means we don't have people out there running with us. Few recognize the weight and emotional strains that leaders carry. Leaders are often isolated or misunderstood, and loneliness arises because they can struggle to have in-depth relationships, especially with those they serve, because there's trying to there, there needs to be a balance between leadership and friendship, right? You're not necessarily, you're definitely not a friend necessarily to those that you're called to serve. But there are also appropriate levels of transparency, and that's a really fine balance. In difficult seasons, it's also particularly challenging because leaders feel abandoned or targeted by people's frustration. But the Spirit's presence is with us in and through all things. And he will strengthen us and he will help us. It says that in Isaiah 41.10. So in addition to walking with us, we are assured that the Spirit watches over us. I love that. Along with his divine presence, we can rely on the Spirit for his provision and protection. His provision is necessary because when we surrender to God's call, we trust him to provide for our physical, emotional, and spiritual needs. We depend on him for it. The Apostle Paul learned how to be content and to rely on the Lord to meet every need. And he assures us, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He also reminds us that through the Spirit, his grace is sufficient for all our needs as well. The Spirit also offers us protection from our spiritual and worldly enemies, We are stewards of the good news and our gifts, and through the Holy Spirit, we are challenged to guard the treasure that has been entrusted to us. I've referenced that a couple of times. It's coming from 2 Timothy, Timothy (laughs) 114. The security we have is not the result of our strength or wisdom. It's like what Paul says, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to guard what has been entrusted to me until that day. Spiritual battles against the flesh, the culture, and the adversary all require the power of God's spirit to protect us. It's just, that's so true. (laughs) As he walks with us and watches over us, the Bible also promises that the spirit works through us right? God is strong in and through you. He doesn't just answer prayers. A lot of times he answers prayer through you, okay? At some level, we all struggle with insecurities and inadequacies, especially when we recognize the magnitude of our calling. While we know that the redemptive work of Christ affirms our personal value and qualifies us to be used by God, our abilities can cause us to question our practical value. But, As we see, the Spirit equips us with spiritual gifts to fulfill God's will for our lives. The Word tells us that. We see it in His Word. Through us, the Spirit accomplishes God's work beyond what we could have ever achieved in our own strength or ability. Okay? Next, the Spirit is our counselor. When Jesus promised that He would send the Spirit, He identified Him as the counselor in John 14, 16. Jesus repeatedly refers to him with this title to describe the multifaceted ministry of the Spirit. So, one of the most distinctive aspects of the Spirit's role is captured commonly by the term counselor. 
This translation emphasizes his guidance that counsels us as we follow God's will. Jesus clarifies this title with the explanation of the Spirit's role to teach and to guide us. The Spirit is our reliable and trustworthy leader who helps us discern God's plan for our lives and navigate the journey along the way. So when a lot of times we don't have clarity, we're not walking according to the Spirit. We're probably, if we're honest, not reading the Word of God. We're not engaging in prayer. We're not listening for guidance of the Spirit. (laughs) But He is here to actually teach us and guide us. When we're reading the Word, it is Him that is actually making that Word alive and active. When we're living our lives, it is Him that is prompting us to do things and inspiring us into action. In spirit literally means inspired, (laughs) right? Inspired means in spirit. Okay, so as our counselor, the spirit guides us with direction. Yes, we are not here to walk in confusion. Throughout the New Testament, we see the compelling role of the spirit in guiding our lives. When Jesus initially explained salvation to Nicodemus, he declared that we must be born of the spirit. And when we are, like how the wind blows, we will be directed by the spirit. The Spirit's guidance provides direction as we face various decisions throughout our life. It includes personal choices as we consider options related to our calling and the trajectory of our lives. And it also involves practical and daily choices as we determine what God is leading us to do. So I like to think about this in terms of being... Just think about your physical senses, right? We can be really hypersensitive to all of the senses, what we're seeing, what we're smelling, what we're tasting, what we're touching. We can be super physically aware, but you want to start becoming hyper aware spiritually because you have spiritual senses, okay? So the Spirit's guidance directs our pursuits as we identify next steps in following God's will, and it may include leadership decisions or personal decisions as we transition from one thing to another, Being led by the Spirit isn't just lingo. It's not just a catchphrase, okay? Following the Spirit's guidance requires us to avoid confusing our desires with His direction. This clarification comes through prayerful reflection, seeking wisdom from other faithful believers, right? Wise counsel, and filtering our options through Scripture, It also comes through faith as we trust him with wholehearted obedience and allow him to direct our paths. Allow him, right? Submit your plans to the Lord and he will establish your steps. In addition to direction, the spirit guides us with discernment. One thing I pray for all the time is wisdom and discernment and the, the boldness to act on it right? So much of life and and just leadership in general come down to exercising sound judgment and practical wisdom. If I'm a teacher of anything, it is practical wisdom. (laughs) Obviously, more leaders have failed from a lack of godly wisdom and discernment than they have from some sort of moral collapse. Sadly, A primary factor in their failing to recognize the need for spirit's guidance and for wisdom and discernment, right? We fail when we're not applying wisdom to our life. Practically speaking, using discernment means that we live according to God's standards rather than the world's perspective. Two totally different things. We did a masterclass last week 
on connecting your work to God's work. That blessed so many people. We had a woman on there that said she had been working at a company for over 23 years and could have massively used this information. The great thing is, is that while she was being trained those 23 years, now she can go out and do with the power of the Holy Spirit what really needs to be done, given all the things that she learned that weren't the right way to go. She can now pioneer a new path, which is just beautiful to see. But for anybody that wants access to those, we do record everything and you can have access to them on demand with all the notes and go through at your own leisure and even get ongoing coaching on it. It's called the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. So if you go over to CourageCo, www.courageco.org, you just pay a one-time fee. It's $197 and you get all of it. <laughs> all of it. So much. It's wild. So go do that. But continuing here, biblically, living according to wisdom from above instead of wisdom from below. That's how you can really discern the difference between God's standards rather than just the world's perspective. And this type of discernment and understanding is only possible through the spirit. Be not wise in your own eyes, right? You have that wisdom from the spirit. God reveals spiritual things to us by his spirit. And apart from the spirit, it is impossible for us to comprehend God's will and his ways. You can read more about that in 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 16. So... To live according to God's wisdom, we must listen to the spirit of wisdom. So a good self-check here. Are you listening to the spirit of wisdom? Jesus promised to send the counselor, right? And it really told us when he promised this, he told us that he would guide us with discernment. Specifically, he promised that the spirit will guide us into all truth as he speaks and declares the will of God to us. The Spirit also teaches us all things as he leads us according to the scripture he inspired. In other words, the Spirit's discernment and wisdom are accessed, dispensed, and confirmed through the timeless and relevant truth of God's word. So here's what that looks like. We lean on the Spirit's discernment by evaluating our lives and the world around us through the lens of scripture. Not emotion, not opinion, not the government, not the news, not any of that. Literally from scripture. From our life's perspective, the spirit's discernment is necessary to help us navigate everything. Literally everything. From moral decisions, ethical issues, cultural politics, relational dynamics, and just situational challenges that come up. This discernment provides wisdom as we relate with other people or potentially minister to them in difficult circumstances, discern people's spiritual condition, the condition of their hearts and corresponding needs, manage and mobilize people for service, assess complex and unforeseen circumstances, and determine how to propel the vision God has given us forward. So the beautiful thing about this though, because that can seem like a lot, God graciously dispenses wisdom and discernment. All that we need, he dispenses to us through the work and wisdom of his spirit. Okay, so Holy Spirit is your companion. Holy Spirit is your counselor. Holy Spirit is also your comforter. So like his work as a counselor, the spirit also serves as our comforter. 
Along with his divine guidance, Jesus identified the Spirit with elements of ministry and encouragement. And this is astounding for us to really understand because as we really minister and support other people, we get to do it on Christ's behalf. So you want to make sure that you are literally aligned with the Spirit of God. Leadership often requires us to carry the spiritual and emotional weight of the people that we serve. And as a result, our empathy and responsibility, our hearts can become troubled, unsettled, and even overwhelmed. And the burdens that we help shoulder for others are compounded by our own personal struggles that we must carry for ourselves. And that, all of that... (laughs) is really subtle when how when it starts to happen and it can drain us physically, emotionally and spiritually. It not only can cause us to feel spiritually dry and weary, but ultimately it can result in burnout. And in those moments uh, or really seasons sometimes of distress, the spirit is our source of peace. So immediately following Jesus's promise to send the spirit, he commends his supernatural peace to his disciples. My peace I give to you. And he reassures them, don't let your heart be troubled or fearful. God's spirit in our hearts provides us with his peace in multiple ways. He supplies us with peace as part of the spiritual fruit he produces in our lives. So the fruit of the the spirit is talked about in Galatians 5.22. It's one of my favorite things to really look at. God, what fruit (laughs) are you working with me on in this season? Like, help me to really work with you to produce that. He quiets our hearts and our minds as we fix them on him. And even when we are so overwhelmed that we don't know how to pray, the spirit intervenes in our weakness and intercedes for us. As the spirit guides our prayers, Our humble dependence on God can dispel our anxious thoughts and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, right? When I feel anxiety or fear or an insecurity or doubt coming up, I immediately say, thank you, God, for guiding and guarding my heart and my mind in Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit that you're with me and comforting me in this moment, right? So in addition to being our source of peace, the spirit is our strength to persevere. It ain't willpower. (laughs) Holy Spirit is our strength, right? So many challenges in our lives will overwhelm us and require more physical and emotional strength than any of us possess. It's just true, right? People look at you and they're like, how on earth are you doing that? Like, you tired? you need a vacation? Like what's going on with you? Because that to them would crush them. But you're operating at a whole nother level of physical strength and emotional strength than anybody possesses when you're walking with the spirit. And while there are endless situations we can't manage on our own, nothing is impossible with the help of God. The This ministry of the spirit is vital because his supernatural power that dwells within us corresponds with the strength that our life and leadership require. God knows what we have need of, and he supplied the Holy Spirit to help us. Paul recognized our need for dependence on him and fittingly prayed for the Ephesians to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit. 
He also understood the necessary of the necessity of our reliance on his immense power to stand firm through the intensity of spiritual battles we endure in life and ministry. But in our weaknesses, God's strength is perfected through the ministry of his spirit, since God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love and sound judgment. As our source of peace and strength, the Spirit's ministry as our comforter provides us with everything that we need for all of the heartaches and hardships in life and leadership. And there are many. (laughs) And peace isn't found in the absence of difficulty for the record. It's found in the presence of God as we walk through them. So when we're walking through storms, especially people can look at us and they're like, how are you calm right now? Like, how do you have peace? Well, it's supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding that's dispensed to us from the spirit by faith, right? We can cling to this promise from Paul. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13. And lastly, the Spirit is our conqueror. Yeah! (laughs) The Spirit enables us to experience victory as we battle the temptations of the flesh and seek to grow in our faith. Because of his divine power and presence, by the spirit, we can defeat the sinful flesh. So although we feel weak when facing a temptation, let's say, we're not left to face our struggles alone. The spirit actually empowers us to overcome them through the work that Christ has already accomplished on our behalf. Because he has rescued us from the power and the penalty of sin, we can present ourselves to God as slaves of righteousness. And even still, right, even though the gospel transforms our positional status, let's say, before God, the presence of sin remains and continues to wage war with our hearts. Have you noticed? (laughs) So really, in essence, we are prisoners of war, held captive in this body of death, but we're not, we don't have to stay there, remain there, choose that. We have another option. Through the spirit, we have the power of Christ's resurrection dwelling in us to give us new life in him. So we're not obligated to the flesh and by the spirit, we can overcome the sinful cravings of the flesh. And this doesn't mean that we should recklessly seek to be tempted We are to flee, actually, from sinfulness and pursue righteousness. And the Spirit of God will give us the power to do that, even the desire to do that. But when we are unable to avoid the enemy's attempts to entice us, we must cling to our identity in Christ and yield to the Spirit's power within us. His weapons are available to withstand the enemy's attacks, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God and our prayers as we pray at all times in the Spirit. Therefore, we can be certain when we walk by the Spirit, we will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Galatians 5, 16. Along with defeating our sinful flesh, by the Spirit, we can produce spiritual fruit. Yes, we can. (laughs) We can be holy humans. The work of the Spirit goes beyond simply keeping us from sin. As the spirit wages war against the flesh and we are led by the spirit, he changes us from the inside out. We might look the same on the outside, but we're changed from the inside out. Those who submit 
to the flesh are characterized by the rotten fruit of sinfulness, but those who are controlled by the fruit are distinguished by the ripe fruit of righteousness. The Spirit of God transforms us into the likeness of Christ and produces his character traits in us. The fruit of the Spirit that reflect his nature and behavior. Okay, so we ain't gonna feel like producing that, but by the Spirit, we're empowered to produce it. Any godly behavior in our lives is not something that we can take credit for. (laughs) It's not something that we can have pride about. It's literally not the result of our own strength and effort. It is God's Spirit working in us. Before his death and departure, Jesus repeatedly connected the work of the Spirit to our ability to obey his word. God does this by conforming us to the image of Christ through the work of the Spirit. As we submit to the work of the Spirit, we've got a choice to do that. We must not quench him by disregarding or disobeying his voice. Right? I like to say radical obedience. Learn to respond with radical obedience, immediate, instant obedience to what the Spirit tells you to do. That is a discipline. That is a practice. But learn to do that. We should cooperate with his transforming work by leaning on him, learning to rely on him in submission and obedience, right? We don't want to willingly grieve him by willingly choosing sin and ignoring him. So the Spirit's sanctifying work in our lives will be crucial as we fulfill our calling. We literally cannot fulfill our calling on our own. As God's servants, we must devote ourselves to growing in Christ-likeness, being an imitator of God, so that we can become a holy and useful instrument in the hand of our master. This ultimately enables us to be a godly and gentle example for his people and a credible and effective witness to the lost. Our lives, not what we say, our lives are modeling what we believe every single day. Who do you look like? Do you look like your father or do you look like the devil? Yikes, right? While the magnitude of that responsibility can seem overwhelming, we can rejoice because God has graciously given us his spirit, the conqueror to make that possible. We've got to learn to rely on the spirit and allow him to work in and through us. And we have to also remember that his ultimate role is to glorify Christ. The spirit is always going to help you to glorify God. And when we begin to celebrate our own abilities or achievements, we will stifle the spirit's work in our lives and and leadership, really, since his purpose is to testify about God and the Lord. Okay, so, you know, when people are like, I got these degrees, I've done all these things, I'm so awesome, look how smart I am, right? Like, that ain't God. Mm Mm-mm, that ain't God. (laughs) How did you get all that? Yeah, you might have put some work in, but who gave you the ability to do that? God. God. We should cooperate with the Spirit and join Him in His mission by directing everything He accomplishes in our lives to the praise and honor of God. We can't take credit for any of it. And when God is lifted up, the ultimate goal of our lives will be accomplished as he draws all people to himself. It says that in John 12, 32. Okay. So in the God's Vibes Mastermind, 
<laughs> we had a powerful way of breaking down the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And this was straight up God. Okay. So we were having a moment of really dissecting a life scenario and situation. Okay. And we identified God gave me this download to offer a really powerful coaching. And I'm going to share it here with you all. You're welcome. So we can have holy moments every single day. They're actually supposed to be natural, right? Like we're going to experience them over and over and over as we're walking with the Holy Spirit, as we're allowing him to minister to the world in, through, and all around us. Holy moments happening all the time. We're literally dispensers of them. We get to be walking encounters of God. We get to actually invite people in to encounters with God all the time. We get to turn an ordinary moment into a holy moment, okay? So if there's holy moments, though, there's human moments. Yeah? We can have a holy moment or we can have a human moment. Just picture those human moments, right? Anger, an outburst, frustration, venting, murmuring, complaining, right? Just picture a human moment as not something you're proud of, not something you might want to repeat, okay? So we can have a holy moment or a human moment. We're like, why on earth did I do that? And usually human moments lead to messes that we have an opportunity to clean up later, okay? So what makes the difference between a holy moment and a human moment? Ready for it? A holy shift. <laughs> Hear me on that. S-H-I-F-T, okay? So when you have a holy moment where you can use the other word, that is an invitation for a holy shift. A holy shift. And what, what would that mean? That would mean humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Submit to the spirit of God and he will be able to move in that situation. And what will he be able to do? Release grace, release the power of God, give you wisdom, give you a strategy, help you keep your mouth shut so you don't say something, right? Lord, keep a guard over my mouth that I might not sin against you right? Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be good and pleasing in your sight. So rather than running at somebody and running your mouth on them, he gives you grace to be patient, to choose meekness, to produce some fruit of the spirit. So in a moment where you are tempted to just run your mouth on someone, you can have a holy shift. You can have the opportunity, the potential you can feel in your body, right? You're like, like you can literally feel a human moment bubbling up. But instead, you can humble yourself, submit to the spirit, call on the spirit for his ministry to usher you into a holy shift that leads to a holy moment. You can make so many potentially destructive human moments, holy moments. It is a choice, but we can't do it in our own strength. We do it submitted to the power of God and the power and the ministry of the spirit in our lives. But you can be a conduit for holy moments all the time. You can even look at your growth and maturity as being a conduit and a producer and a generator of holy shifts. <laughs> Meaning, don't be naive to think that you're just so holy. You're so holy that you're not going to have a human moment. Nah. <laughs> you're going to have a human moment every time you wake up right? Every time you're blessed with a new day, you're going to have human moments. But these can turn into holy moments when you allow the Spirit of God to move. Are you a open channel for God to work through? 
right? As you spend time with God, as you really lean in and rely on the ministry of the Holy Spirit, he will use you to create holy shifts and to turn human moments into holy moments all of the time. Isn't that worth it? What might you, being a dispenser of holy moments, do for your workplace, do for your relationships, do for your parenting, do for your leadership, do for your business, do for your coaching, do for your ministry? When people look at you, what are they going to get? What are you more consistent in? What do you want to be more consistent in? Just think about this. What am I creating more of in my life? Human moments or holy moments? I'm not holy in and of myself. And I define holiness as being one with God, right? God's vibes matter is all about aligning and tracking with God. That's our protection plan. (laughs) That's our power plan. That's our success plan. But so many of us don't know how to do that. And there's so many mysteries and intricacies about God that nobody can claim they know. And that's why we're changed, right? by people's testimonies and the blood of Christ, right? So it's so important to be around people that you can be inspired by because you're seeing God move in and through them. You're absolutely seeing the fruit of God on their life. That change you quit because, you know, if God is doing that for them, he can do it for you. Okay, so the invitation this week is to really think about some of the things that we offered here. Are you just a consumer and an information junkie? Are you applying the wisdom, the knowledge that you're getting access to? Do you need help to apply it? What price are you willing to pay to live the fullness, to live out and fulfill the fullness of the destiny that God has in your life? It will cost you something, I promise. It absolutely will. You know, so many people say that they're waiting on God, but God is often waiting on us. He's waiting on us. Everything that God could do for you, he's already done. He's waiting on you to put a demand on it, to work his word, to partner with him, to step into the fullness of that promise. He can't do it without your authority, without your permission. And these promises are conditional. God has a part, okay? And so do you. What is the price you're willing to pay to walk out the fullness of your destiny? It, it, it will cost you something. It ain't free. It is not free. And it requires a lot of maturity. A lot. Full dependence. <laughs> full dependence. Total dependence on the Spirit of God. Wisdom. Practical faith. Practical wisdom. Skill. Training. Refining. Healing. Right? A lot of times we can't step into the fullness of our call because we will not submit to the healing process. Healing is a process and we can't abort that process. And unless we heal, we definitely can't fulfill our destiny. That is part of it. Our heart has to be broken before God because we don't realize how sick our heart is sometimes. But when we heal with God, we don't relive these traumas. We're not so easily triggered. We're not full of all these things that don't serve us. Anger, bitterness, resentment, depression. God breaks off what doesn't fit in our lives. What can't go with us, right? He just accelerates us. I was talking with a dear friend just the other day and we were talking about acceleration, right? Acceleration is almost like getting in a car <laughs> and going crazy fast 
And anything that can't go on that journey of where God's taking you flies out of the car. Right? It just falls off. So any weight, any burden, any, any fears, any anxieties, any insecurities, any traumas, God breaks that stuff off you so you can run with endurance so that you can have and enjoy your life. But that does require healing before you can build on his foundation and activate the gifts that he's put inside of you and run with endurance so that you can truly use your story to help people. So I have a question. Do you want to use your story to help people? If that is on your heart and if you know that there's more for you and you really want to grow up in God, I offer you an invitation. I'm extending this invitation to you to get plugged into the God's Vibes Mastermind. You don't have to go at this alone. Not only do you get three months in this mastermind to get exposed to this content, you get to go through it four times because you get access to it for an entire year. You get weekly coaching and so many supplemental trainings for free. Okay? There's so much goodness in there. I encourage you to apply. www.courageco.org. Okay? Sit on these questions. Maybe listen to this episode again. Share it with a friend. Process it with them. Really consider the weight of these questions and how you can show up and jump, jump into your destiny, jump into the good plans and purposes that God has for your life, jump into freedom, jump into wholeness. It's out there, but you've got to jump. All right. All right, everybody. I hope this message blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. 
I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.